1: So you may be aware of the three primary ways in which we interact with other people on a social setting. And that is the passive, the assertive, and the aggressive modalities. Now we have compound forms of this where you mix two of them, like the classic passive aggressive. Now this is really tricky because those passive aggressive people, they kind of lure you in. They get you in nice and close, you build trust and rapport and then suddenly they give you like a backhanded compliment or they say something that just puts you off. And it's really hard to put your finger on it and it's even harder to confront someone who is so nice to you when it comes up on it. This section will not specifically address this. This will address assertiveness. And assertiveness is actually the prophylaxis or the prevention that you need in order to stop people walking on you, either by being aggressive or passive aggressive. So to start with, as I've discussed in past episodes, we have all been conditioned to be repressed in some form. And this whole system is about having the power that we need to break free of this. Eventually, We all learn that we're ripped off by buying into society's expectations rather than our own. The power that society has is not a bad thing, or the power that you can bring to it. It's all about what you do with it. So, for myself, for example, I feel great compassion for the world and for people. And I feel strongly for the sick and weak, and I'm sure that you do too. And I absolutely feel blessed with what I receive. However, Sometimes I would express this in an unusual way. Sometimes I would be nice, which would be manipulative in the sense that I would be nice in order that other people would treat me nice. And this is kind of a hard cycle to break. I felt ripped off for so long. I thought that being nice to others was the way to live. And I'm not sure if I 100% subscribe to the argument that being nice is solely for a payment. I mean, I believe in a perfect world, niceness is king. Niceness is not a lame word. It is beautiful and embodies care, compassion, love, and thoughtfulness. The problem is that this is not a perfect world. Unfortunately, you just can't give everything you have to anyone with the expectation that you'll get something back. Because as I said, this is manipulative. We live in this real world. It's okay to be who you want to be, and who you are and that can mean that you're loving and caring and even nice but if you just go out with the assumption that being nice will get you what you want you're going to be eaten up and once you realize this it's actually a massive switch because that's where you make the real changes you can stay who you are at the core you can keep your values hold up your altruistic beliefs and love for your fellow man but from a powerful perspective now interestingly this adds a new degree of value to any interaction and this massively bolsters up the effectiveness of the interactions relationships and your sense of well-being it opens you up to being appreciated and to be deeper and you also get the ego trips which it's not all about but it's always wonderful when you when you're in this place you hear Compliments like people saying, I was blown away by you when you did this, or you're the only one I trust with this. And it's all about having the value and the power. And then once you mix that with who you are, you can bring that to the interaction and really bring it to life. Interestingly, if you look at this, you can kind of see how this is about the dude component, about being nice and true to yourself, and the alpha component, about being powerful. And I would suggest that if you really want to make a go of this, the first thing that you have to do is let go of the notion that assertiveness is not part of you, because it absolutely is. What's not part of you is by being passive. Being passive is when you're walked on and other people use you. It's when you come from a place of weakness, and it's only when you come from a place of weakness that you're expecting something. Consider this. If there's someone huge, they're going to fight you and you've got no chance. Say that they're a UFC fighter and you're a 13-year-old kid at school with no training. You look up at that guy. I assume your approach would probably be passive, that you don't want to get beat up. And you're being passive simply because you want something from the interaction. You want not to get beaten up. People who can't control their outcomes, they get really angry. And with that, they lose their control and they become aggressive. Now, as I have mentioned before, aggression is not necessarily a bad thing, but there is a time and a place for it. And to do it reactively is almost never a good idea. This delicate balance is always in being assertive and that's respecting yourself respecting the other person, and respecting the process. This is not devaluating the other person or yourself. And as soon as you fall into one of those traps, you lose. So the game is this. Respect yourself. Respect the other person. Understand that assertiveness is not corny. It's not what's in the textbooks about being friendly and nice. It's just a mode of being... At your truest level. And interestingly, when you really delve into this at a deep enough level, people actually find themselves. They realize, hey, I was being a nice guy or I was being passive all this time and I was so manipulative. And it took so much of my life until I came to this spot to realize that, hey, that's not who I really am. Once you are assertive, you respect yourself. And once you respect yourself, things absolutely change. One of the biggest hurdles my clients face in trying to become confident is displaying a confident personality without feeling like a fake. It's something we all need to work on. Being overly concerned with others' judgments sets us up for the nice guy trap. This is where we act in a manner with the expectation that we will get something for acting nice. A better word for this, as I mentioned before, is manipulation. And despite our best intentions, manipulating is never cool. We examined the critical step to change everything in this episode, and that can be summed up in assertiveness. And now we've got a guest who has mastered this and more to change his life Frankie Finn of Sacred Planet Retreats. He's an international speaker and expert in the mystical arts. Today, he joins us to demonstrate how he literally started to live the life of his dreams and how you can too.
0: Well, thank you, Michael, for that amazing introduction, for having me, and as well to all you beautiful, amazing alpha male listeners. And let me start by telling you why I think you, the listener, would really, really be interested in my story So about 10 years ago, I was stuck working in a factory, a miserable, dirty, smelly factory. Uh, My relationships were kind of in shambles. I didn't really feel my best, and I always kind of walked around feeling like I was meant for more in this life than what I was currently doing. And over the last 10 years, I've been able to build my life in such a way where I really do live that laptop lifestyle that everybody kind of dreams about, traveling countries been to like 35 or something. I've been around the world one and a half, maybe two times in the last year. Um, I'm in the best relationship of my wife or my life. My lady is uh, super sexy. We have the most amazing sex I've ever had in my life, very legitimately. And over all, I feel very beautiful and healthy and energetic. And from a deep kind of internal point of view, it's the most fulfilled purposeful grateful every day is a gift life that I've ever had and when people see me living this way as you may uh, be wondering as well I get a lot of questions from people asking things like you know like bro what do you do for money how can I do that or I wish I could do that and I want to show you some of the things that have made the biggest difference for me to show you that you can absolutely do that in your own alpha may you know alpha way and do it in a way that suits you and what your purpose is. So I'm not going to be all preachy and, and tell you here's what you should be doing in your life, because, you know and only you can really tell yourself that. But there are some really good ideas that will set you clear on the right path. And so I really think this is for you, if deep down you know you were meant for more, than this life is currently giving you. But somehow. Things just aren't showing up the way you want. So there's a couple of really important shifts that you need to make in order to really get to that next level. And I think there's seven in particular that really, really um, trip most people up, but can really allow you to live this fulfilled life every day where you experience your own dream and your own freedom and around the people you want to uh, be around doing what you want to do and not doing things when you don't want to do them. Um, So the first is the number one question people always ask me is, how do I do that? How do I make money like you do? How do I do um, travel like you do? What's the secret? And I think in my experience that the how is actually one of the least important parts. In fact, I would go as far as to say the how is actually a BS question. And it's a very un-alpha kind of question that most people ask. And the reason is that it comes predominantly from an egoic state. So to give you an example, um, there's a guy I know who has an online business named Brent, and I think it's really scammy and low class and not something I'd ever want to do, but his pitch is basically um, have women come to you and never have to face rejection again, and hot girls will just be lining up and you'll get laid. Now, I know that sounds really cool and really promising, but the reality is real life doesn't work like that. And if people are out there afraid of getting rejected, uh, that's probably what they need to face. And so there is no magic button where you can push and women just you know come over and, and hop on your dong and it magically happens. And so even though that sounds really cool and egoic, that's not what really makes somebody an alpha. And I think what really makes somebody an alpha is coming from a place of love and inspiration. And inspiration is different than motivation, even though motivation is excellent. Inspiration means having really a deep, 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 purposeful why, why you want to get up in that day, why you want to live the way you do, why you want to help the people you do, why you want to make a difference, why you want to be healthy, why you want to live this kind of lifestyle, why um, you want to travel or not travel, why you connect with certain people and really being fundamentally connected with this. So interestingly, one of the people I know who most lives this ideal is a friend of mine named Mandy, who has this uh, relatively large online following who follows her about authentic living. And she just shares her struggles and what she had to realize for that day. And she's got this whole group of women who follow her. And I know that's maybe not quite an alpha male, but in her own way, Mandy really is an alpha male. And what's really separates her from all the other people is to her, these are the people that she knows she can leave the biggest footprint on. And by discovering her why, she's naturally an alpha in that space. But it's not done in this big egoic way where it's trying to prove something or cover up, you know, past hurt and trauma and things like this. It's done from a place of deep sharing, deep caring, deep giving. Um, another thing is. I think what most people define success as would be my second suggestion is, is totally BS and is totally nonsense. And because of it, um, it causes people to chase something that is kind of a mirage that will actually leave you unhappier when you do this. And so to give you an example of like what I mean, I have a friend, Elon, and Elon He coaches really high-level CEOs who have made hundreds of millions of dollars often, and they got so good at earning an income that they lost their family. They don't even know what their kids are like. Their kids wouldn't recognize them if they passed them on the street. They're miserable, depressed, often drinking. And yet to every other person in the outside world, they would define them as successful. And so I think most people define success as having an abundance and an amazing life created in only one area and often to the detriment of others. So Elon actually charges people $100,000 or more to get them to help them in the other areas of their life that they neglected. And so to me, the real definition of success is a combination of how you live your life in a couple of different pillars. And one of those is how you generate work and income is that really in line with who you want to be? Is it a purposeful way of living? A uh, second thing is your relationships, and I don't just mean your romantic, but obviously that's a big part of it. But also the friends you keep and the company you keep, and um, and that. And one of the things that I've done, for example, on that is become exponentially more intentional about who I want to have relationships with, and how frequently I want to talk to them, and what kinds of conversations I enjoy having with them. And it's really just about expanding relationships with people that resonate with you and your own mission Another really key area is obviously your health like if you have You know a great relationship and great income, but you feel miserable and unhealthy That's not really a definition of success either And so I think doing it in a way where you feel good for on a day-to-day basis where you feel inspired where you actually look forward to what you're doing is is so powerful and then the last, I think, overlooked piece, but is equally important, or even many ways more important, is your spirituality, your highest version of whatever it means to you, and that doesn't necessarily mean a spirituality where you formally go to a church and and you know go to um, you know some kind of ceremony. It may for many people listening, but it also just means. Really connecting with the 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 depth of your own being and who you really are in that moment. So for many of you that's spending time in nature or Meditating or doing yoga, whatever it is, but having some kind of spiritual practice that helps keep you calm centered and grounded And I think it's only when you look at all those pieces Where you have your work and your income in order your relationships in order your health in order And your spirituality in order is that when you really have that true definition of success where you feel free and fulfilled and inspired on a day-to-day basis. And so I actually have some amazing friends, Joe and Christina, who are um, one of the amazing, sexy power couples. They're both coaches for Tony Robbins. And they really first opened this up for me, showing the idea that it's when you have all of those areas filled up, that's when you really can look at your life and say i'm successful in every definition of the way you know success really means something to you the third shift that i think that is incredibly important is there is this idea that to be an alpha male means to never be vulnerable to not have weaknesses to be this badass who's always calm and cool under pressure and i think that's total nonsense in fact i would say that your weakness and your vulnerability is actually your greatest source of strength and being able to um, really, really understand where you're weak because what most people would tell you is take your weaknesses and work on them until you're strong in all areas of your life. And I think it's actually much better advice to acknowledge and admit your weaknesses and to look at the areas in which you're most strong and to double down on your strengths, to become stronger on the things that are actually your greatest gifts. And so I call this either your zone of genius or your area of mastery. And uh, this was really shown to me by a friend of mine, Peter, who owns the largest advertising agency um, or the lar- largest Facebook ads agency in all of Europe. And he's a 20-year-old kid who, um, you know, first made a million dollars in Slovakia where the average um family earns 500 dollars a month and so your zone of genius if you're listening to this and your area of mastery to me are two really really key points which are the overlapping of two things one is what are you really naturally good at which comes easily and naturally to you and secondly is like what do you actually love doing Now it's where those two things actually overlap, because there may be some things in your life you'll find that you're really good at, but you just hate doing. And that's not really your zone of genius or your area of mastery. And also is that there's some things that you love doing, but you may not be any good at. And it's really where those two things overlap, where you have the ability to make the greatest impact and also to influence the world around you in the greatest, most alpha, benevolent And when I say alpha, I mean a benevolent alpha where you're actually contributing something of meaning to the lives of people around you. And when you do that, what you're going to find is that you'll just spend most of your time living in your zone of genius and admitting your weaknesses and having people around you that support you in your areas of weakness. So, for example, I'm really shitty at details. I'm really bad at it. And so when I build businesses, I need people around me that are really good at executing details and creating checklists and following up. And making sure that every last piece gets built, you know, if I leave that to my own, I get dropped. But when you recognize that as your weakness, you can be very open and honest about people, and you say, "I'm really good at the creative or the strategy, for example, which is one of my strengths." So, for you, the more you can spend time in your zone of genius and your area of mastery, the more you're going to find that you'll own your alpha identity more and more. And what you'll find is, is alpha is really just like anything else. It's a process so it'll ebb and flow there'll be times where you feel like total alpha badass can do anything and they'll sometimes feel like times where at least i feel like this way where on the inside you feel like a scared little girl like a duck kicking the legs under water but even though it looks calm on the surface and but what you'll find is the more you spend time in your area of genius or your area of mastery then your alpha will just flow out of that fourth big shift is that I think is really, really important to get in this is if you really want to have a life where you have it all. And I think that's one of the things I'm really blessed with is what most people really don't realize is just how much they actually fuck around. And what I mean is time watching Netflix or time, um, surfing social media or checking email or checking their phone for text messages or checking WhatsApp and things like this. And that perpetual distractions TV. And what I found is there actually is plenty of time to do everything and have a shit ton of time just to relax and to just be and not have to be always doing. If you do a combination of two things. One is eliminate almost all or, or 95% of that wasteful stuff. and you can still, you know have a, a slice of cake every now and then watch some TV. And then secondly is when you do task to really start thinking about them as hyper-efficient time. And so what I find is eliminating things like the phone and the text messages and all the distractions and really being focused and focused on the right thing and focused on what really inspires you and doing it at two or three times the efficiency you might normally do it. So quite literally, for example, one of the things that I do every day is I read new books and I like to listen to a lot on Audible. So one of the things I found that I can listen to books at double speed or if it's a slow speaker, sometimes even at triple speed. So one of the things I'll do is I'll take my daughter for a walk in nature and we'll go for an hour and I'll listen to a book at three speed, you know, one of the all time great business classic books or mindset books or relationship books or health books and do it at three times the speed. So in an hour, while well, she's off for a cool nap and we're enjoying nature. I've just absorbed three hours of some of the best ideas of the best thinkers on this planet. And again, all of that is really possible when you eliminate a lot of the the fucking around time, which most people will tell you they have no time. But the bigger problem is usually is they have no real energy, no real ambition, and they feel a little burnt out from the life they're living. But if you eliminate all those little things and allow yourself just to sit with it, what you'll find is all the things you really want to do are there. So I can tell you for me, I've started to, uh, I'm learning four languages at once, I'm reading all these books, um, I meditate, I visualize every day, um, I write my goals every single day, I spend quality family time, We we my girlfriend and I lay naked in bed at least once a day, and all of these things I work on every single day and still have plenty of leftover time. Um, simply by eliminating a lot of the time and then using the time that we do have super focused and super efficient. And what you'll find is there's actually t- a ton of time to really be who you want to be. The fifth thing that I think is extremely important is getting into your deepest clarity. And that means really discovering who you are, why you're really here on this earth, and I would say there's a couple of reasons why most people don't ever get that kind of clarity. The first is that they just don't really make time to think about these really deep questions. And if you're going to be a true alpha in every sense of the word, you have to make time for things that other people don't make time to think about, which also includes making time to think about other people and their needs and how you can serve the world in a bigger way and be a more, which may just mean being a better person showing up in the relationship you already have You know, with a... Maybe with a spouse or with a child, it doesn't really matter, or a friend or a coworker. But most people don't really know who they are and what they really want and why they're put on this earth. And they're really just living to survive to the weekends. And if you really, really want that deepest clarity, you have to actually like, not just think about it, but actually make time and schedule it and spend it and allow yourself to do nothing else, but just to really ponder, who am I? What do I want to do here? Why am I here? Why do I keep doing this? And another thing I think that really helps is to take mental breaks sometimes where you give yourself a chance to just put down your life and then put down all the pieces and then a day later or two days later you can pick up all the pieces that's still working for you and what you'll find is when you often do this that you'll realize that there are a lot of things that you don't just don't need to do anymore and it's a lot of times it's the the little things that you let go that actually deepen your clarity it's not a new thing you discover it's letting go all of the things that are against that kind of expression The sixth big thing that I think really will shift what you're doing is I find it really helps to connect with other alphas and people who are difference makers and influencers and changing the world. And for me, for what that means, is your personal playlist. Now, what do I mean by your personal playlist? Is I think most people spend way too much time on social media, and when they do, they listen to a lot of the wrong things. And so I can just tell you what this looked like for me, which meant... Uh, a year or two ago, I would say I hated Facebook with a passion. And I would go on there and I would just have these family and friends that in many ways I've outgrown. But, you know, somehow we have connections that are bitching and arguing in comment sections and overly opinionated about this. And I found that it was just a whole lot of negativity. And I found social media just to just be this human waste pit of negativity. And so I didn't really enjoy doing it. And what I discovered, one of the beautiful things is... If used right, it's a, it's a great way and a great tool to connect with like-minded people who share your ideas and vision and mission. And I found that once I refined my Facebook and my other social media by just simply filtering the people who were negative and adding all these groups that had like-minded people, something really beautiful and amazing came out of it for me personally. And I've seen this do this for so many other people which is it gives you a new sense of possibility. So for example, like one of the business groups that I'm in, every single day, somebody posts about a new success they had, a new achievement, a new thing they've unlocked. And these are all everyday people who are just like me. So what does that show me for what's possible? I'm also part of travel groups because I love to travel. And every single day, somebody shows me a new country, a new beautiful place, a new thing I could do. I also have groups just for my best and most important relationships. So, you know, the most amazing people I know are sharing what it is they're up to, where they're going next. I also have groups for health where people post new recipes that they're making. So I've decided to go plant-based eating. So I have all kinds of plant-based recipes that show up in my world every day. And then I'm also part of spirituality uh, groups where people share um, you know, all kinds of new insights. Now, this is my way of saying whatever that is for you, that there's all kinds of communities on the internet, even not just on Facebook, there, or in real life physical groups, it doesn't really matter, but if you join groups with like-minded people, what you'll find is that your playlist will change. And it will change from this negative kind of family bitching, which I think is probably what most people experience and you probably experience as well, to something that's way more of like a beautiful sharing sense of possibility and it will raise your own sense of possibility on what what your life is doing. So for example, uh, a friend of mine told me, he's 20 years old, very young kid, told me that he's now able to speak six languages. And I said, how on earth did you do that? And he said, well, I love doing it. I have all these techniques for learning languages faster. I practice talking native speakers, I listen to this thing, and I just say, could you share what's working with you? And as of today, um, over the last two months, I've studied um, French, German, and Spanish every single day, and I'm loving learning, and uh, it's been amazing to be able to speak with my relatives in their native language, which um, as of just a couple months ago, I only spoke one language my entire life, which is English, uh, or Ebonics English, if you count the ghetto I grew up in. But this is just a way to, to give you an example that if you have a goal of something like that, when you join a like-minded community of people who are actually doing that goal, you find all kinds of shortcuts and new ways of achieving that in less time, more efficiently, by learning from the hard lessons of other people. And so changing your playlist to be able to learn from the lessons and the most profound realizations of other people is amazingly beneficial. So that's the sixth one. And the seventh one that I think is going to be an amazing shift for you is wherever possible, I would suggest you join a, uh, a mastermind. Now, if you're not familiar with a mastermind, you should read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, if you look at really successful entrepreneurs, it is the number one most quoted book that they say ever helped them. It was written 100 years ago by a guy who um, got connected with um, – some of the most successful people on on the planet, names you would recognize throughout history, you know, Henry Ford and these kind of types, and simply just shared their best ideas in a book and wrote all the things they had in common. And one of the ideas he suggested was a mastermind. A mastermind is a shared group of really high-level people who all support um, each other. Now, to give you a real example of why this is so beneficial, so my first mastermind was actually, I had a business in the... Uh, Lawyer space where we ran Facebook ads and things like that. I'm no longer doing this business. It just wasn't fun. Um, but one of the beautiful, amazing triumphs for me in that space was I got invited to a lawyer mastermind. And I went into this mastermind, and they charged something like twenty thousand dollars a year to be part of it. And I thought, why would somebody pay twenty thousand dollars a year to meet once a year and just have a, like a little bit of conversation? Well, I got in the group, and I listened to a bunch of lawyers. And I didn't realize until I got in there, but these were the top lawyers throughout the United States, like 10 different guys who dominated their state. So these were some of the biggest and best lawyers on the entire planet. And about 10 minutes into the meeting, I remember one of them came and it was his turn to present. And he shared, here's his TV commercials. Here's the company he pays to get them produced. Here's what he says. Here's how to make them work. Here's how he tracks it all. Here's how he finances them. Here's how he buys them cheaper than his competition. And here's how he makes the whole thing work. And I went from not knowing anything about a TV commercial to 10 minutes later, I could have made, you know, like as many of these guys were doing. For example, one of the guys in the room spent a million dollars per month on TV ads, the third biggest lawyer in the United States. And I knew everything he knew about TV ads, at least at a very high level after just a 10 or 15-minute conversation. And I realized that in the right settings, it exponentially increases your know-how and understanding going forward, but it also like deepens the amount of really cool relationships you have and the amount of amazing things that will happen to you as a result of these relationships. And those masterminds for me have been... Uh, some of the most valuable things, and I've continued to do them all around the planet, uh, masterminds of different kind. And so if you're in a situation, especially where you feel like people around me don't get me, I'm the only one who thinks like I do, um, masterminds will not only up-level your life, but they'll allow you to get out of that routine and that rut of just being around people who are stuck in their way of thinking. And so those are really the seven things I think that make the biggest difference is Letting go, just to recap really quickly, one is letting go of the how and being more focused on the why because what you'll find is the right how comes out of the why. If you study only the hows without a why, you won't really know where you're going and it's hard to aim for a target that you don't know what it is. Secondly is is redefining what success is and doing that in all areas of your life, not just in an income or not just in a you know, getting laid or relationship. And but being alpha throughout your life and doing it from the right place of love and inspiration. Third is ignore all the advice where everybody tells you about your weaknesses and to, to not be upset about the fact that you have weaknesses because every human does and to really spend a lot more time in your zone of genius and area of mastery and what you'll find is you're inspired when you do what you love and you're really good at it because that's just the easiest way to make a difference on this planet. Fourth is if you eliminate all the fucking around and replace it with hyper-efficient time, what you'll find is that suddenly you have an amazing amount of opportunity to do all the things you've ever wanted in your life. One of the things I forgot to mention is I'm writing songs right now in addition to growing three different businesses, travel the world, raising a daughter, learning languages, I juice vegetables every day. These things are only possible when you get into that zone and understanding how to really efficiently use time. The fifth is is that deepest clarity. You know, Simon Sinek wrote an amazing book, Start With Why. You got to know who you are, why you're really here on this earth, and really putting aside time to to sit with this. And it's probably going to be uncomfortable at first, uh, to be quite honest with you, but it's so worth it, and you're going to come out of it so much more clear in your role as an alpha on this planet. The sixth is clean up your, your own personal playlist. That means your social media or your groups or wherever you you know connect with people. Make sure that they're groups of like-minded people who give you new senses of possibility and show you new ways so that you learn from all the hard lessons they've worked over their life to achieve. People who are actually you know doing what you want to do. And what you'll find is your shortcut to achieving those things and doing them and being them is so much faster because... You don't have to go through all the hard lessons that other people did. And then the seventh thing is masterminds can't say this enough um, because the the best level, the best people always come out of masterminds. And so that's kind of all I got for you guys right now. My name is Frankie Finn once again. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about me and what I do, I do have another secret weapon that I haven't talked about much. Which is, um, for me, many, many years ago, I had a sort of mystical near-death experience that changed everything um, on ayahuasca. And I teach people how to do that in purposeful retreats where you get to discover why you're really here on this earth. Because there's a lot of shortcuts in that process. I can't tell you what your purpose is, but I can definitely show you how to get to it a lot faster than... um, most people could achieve on their own. And so if you're interested in that and discovering your own kind of miraculous healing power, now again, this is obviously not meant for everybody, um, but if it's meant for you, it'll be the deepest, most powerful transformation you have ever experienced. We offer uh, retreats and cool training on that stuff. Um, So yeah, so you can get a seven-day course for free totally right now. And even if you have no intention of using the plants, you can use the cool lessons from them. And if you'd like to find out more about that, uh, visit Sacred Plant Retreats and go ahead and download that um, seven day course. And I just want to say thank you again, Michael, for having me. And thank you, uh, amazing listeners, for being alphas and for, you know, adding such a benevolent, positive, amazing, uplifting vibe to this planet because the world needs more you. The world needs so much more you. So that's all I got for you guys. Thank you again and may the force be with you. you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com. If you liked the podcast so far, you will love Michael Pulser's new book coming out soon, Alpha Dude Personal Upgrade. In this text, we look deeper at the Alpha Dude system with many not-seen-before tools and techniques which will upgrade you so you can fulfill your potential. Stay tuned for details.